Hi there, and welcome to the ATS podcast with me, Will Brown, and John Soulsby, where we break down chunks of health and fitness information into bite-sized pieces, remove a bunch of the noise, and just leave what's relevant. Um, today we are on episode 27 overall. I can't remember what this would be if it was season 2. Uh, but today's topic... Uh, yeah, about 5. Today's topic is protein. Protein. Absolute protein. So we are removing the off topic so we don't just ramble about the off topic and then actually try wedge the uh, main topic in. But um, yeah, today we're talking about protein. Protein is a macronutrient. Macronutrients are your big, uh, your typical big three are protein, carbs, and fat. And we're doing an episode on each. And today's the protein episode. You may have heard of those. If you haven't, it's the stuff that makes up your food. Pretty much. It's the main bolts. Yep. Um, protein is typically found in meat, dairy, uh, and again, there are vegan and vegetarian sources of protein as well, although typically those foods are not majority protein. Yeah. You'll get them in stuff like lentils, chickpeas, beans. But Broccoli. Yes, there's some in broccoli. However, I'm pretty sure is it not broccoli is like the highest. I feel like yeah, I feel like there was that one horrendously blown out um, headline about broccoli having more protein than steak, and they were like, "Cool, mate," but like you didn't specify the amount of broccoli you would have to eat to have more than yeah. that much steak. I was like, unsurprisingly, if you just give broccoli an unlimited size versus a fixed size of steak, you can eventually fit more protein in it. And you're like, yep, fair. Not so utterly wrong. Yep. <laughs> Broccoli has 2.8 grams of protein per 100 grams and steak's 25. Yep. Like, almost a tenth. <laughs> it still has some. It does still have some. <clears throat> Broccoli for protein. So, yeah, protein is really important uh, for general population stuff. Number one, it contributes to, like, energy expenditure a little bit, if I recall. Um, it is, in the context of health and fitness, very important for building and maintaining muscle mass which is what everybody wants if your goals are to do with looking or feeling healthier and being stronger yeah i mean you can also broaden that slightly as well as like even if if you're generally interested in health it's just involved in building tissue yeah it's it is literally bricks um, for a whole bunch of stuff yeah um super relevant things for the average person protein is really good at staving off hunger it is a would it be classified is it a complex molecule is that the right word where like it's a it's like a heavily chemically bonded like yeah. not very easy to break down substance that's like, if you remember, like I'm trying to flash back to GCSE chemistry where you have all your fucking covalent and double bonds and all these kinds of things. Yeah. And simple, like, single bond chains versus, like, big poly-chained things that are connected to multiple other molecules are just harder to break down. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, because of its, what I've frequently heard called a bolus nature a lot of the time, it uh, takes ages to break down, which is really good for... Uh, not feeling hungry because you have a kind of reasonably slow burn constant stream of nutrients and 
they just typically fill you up quite heavy. Like again, I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be familiar with the top with the idea of the meat sweats when you have just definitely gone a bit too ham at Fazenda or similar yeah. <laughs> similar all you can eat or near all you can eat uh, meat restaurants and yeah, you start sweating profusely. The uh, ability to keep yourself very full and very not hungry is pretty good with protein. And yeah, pretty key in muscle protein synthesis as well. If you're trying to build muscle in any capacity, you need protein. It's like the bricks that you build muscle with. If you don't have bricks, your body will yeah. find them elsewhere, which is typically by tearing other stuff down, which is never good. Yeah. Tearing other bricks. Yep, get other bricks. Uh, what else is it good for? Pretty common in supplement form in the fitness industry. You may have seen people at your gym, or you yourself may even slam protein shakes to get protein in. Though the supplements seem to be getting absolutely destroyed by the price increases of everything. I think they're just using it as an excuse to gouge everyone for like an extra 20% on protein. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> Which is... Um, interesting one is whey protein is just a byproduct of the dairy industry, as far as I'm aware. So like... Yeah, you used to get... I mean, I imagine someone found an old use for it, but I'm pretty sure it used to either have a less cool use or just get chucked out. Yeah, so it's just whey is literally comes off of like milk production essentially, and then it's turned into herders, effectively. Long story short, um, I think a key one as well is like how much to actually have. Oh yeah, good point. So I think like for your your average individual, that this is where it gets a bit more like sciencey, and like you don't actually have to weigh everything out, but it's uh, anywhere from like um, one point two to like 1.8 grams per kilo of body weight is like a suggested rough amount um if you're looking to be like mad into your weight training he'll be much closer to the 1.8 <coughs> and if you're like more of uh you do some weights to keep yourself taking over but you mainly like to do like cardio exercise um be a little bit lower down yeah it's uh it's pretty good yeah. The, um, if anyone tells you to take 2.2 grams per kilo, they're talking absolutely Yeah, I think that kind of very, very upper end has, I think, well, I, I'm, I'm aware it has some very specific niches for people who are like on the road into physique competitions in that they are like trying to get as absolutely shredded as possible and need to try to hang on to have like every single fucking bit of muscle they can in an enormous calorie deficit so they're pretty much almost entirely protein diets yeah and the amount you need per kilo body weight changes based on how lean you are in theory of like it's, yeah it's technically lean kilo, body weight right it shouldn't just be like yeah. budgeted for just total it's, body weight it's just kind of a guesstimate, really, at the, like, this yeah. is the vague area. But, like, if you're a 105-kilo, like, Olymp like Olympia-bound bodybuilder, you're going to be far leaner and have much more lean muscle mass than me. Uh, yeah, another huge... Uh, there's a regular person at 105 right. kilos. A, a normie walking around <clears throat> um, your protein. But, yeah. If you stick within, like, 1.4 to 1.8 grams per kilo, you're going to be that Um, People are sometimes frequently worried about uh protein consumption uh, with regards to how it affects kidney and liver function and as far as i've 
ever found in healthy people with already properly functioning kidneys and livers, i.e. you don't have a medical condition that functions, that like you're not on dialysis, like you don't need specific medical interventions for kidney or liver issues, there pretty much hasn't been an amount they found that has proved problematic. And like we were talking about 2.2 grams per kilo, I remember reading the study where they did i think they did was it um was it mike um was it brad schoenfield did something on looking on excessive um protein consumptions in liver and kidney function but they put it up to i think the upper end group were on like four grams a kilo four point something grams a kilo which is so much food like even if you have to drink that in supplements that's so much that's so much protein it's just hard to do yeah even if someone else is paying for it Brad's done one on uh, how much you can use in a single meal. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, it, but yeah, uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna mess with your kidneys and yeah, your liver and kidneys as long as you, you're already healthy, i.e., not like on medication for something. Yeah. Um. um there's way the, the slightly nerdier ones uh, talking about supplementation. You'll quite often see um, supplements have carbohydrates in. Which we'll talk about later, but they will have carbohydrates in your protein um, supplements. Um, it's usually like four grams per serving or something like that. Just an interesting add-on is uh, adding that in has been shown to like increase protein absorption, as opposed to when you don't have any carbohydrates, which is why it's quite often in protein supplements. To be interesting fact. Um. And yeah, you're going to see the different types of supplements? Yeah, your your typical two different supplements are going to be whey. Um, you might also find whey isolate, which has essentially been processed an extra step, if I recall. I believe that's her, that's the, the kind of shtick, so, yeah. is that it just goes through a little bit more protein, uh, processing protein, a little bit more uh, processing, which can just remove a bunch of the other stuff that they have in it, like a bunch of the stabilizers and various other things they might put in it, which can sometimes be easier for folk to digest if you have particular issues with it. Um, yeah. I know they do the same thing with creatine, where you have micronized creatine and it stops because quite a few, I think somewhere in the region of like, like maybe five percent of consumers get like a like a digestion issue with creatine. Hmm. Um, but yeah, right. um, you get casein and you get whey. Whey, like we mentioned, is part of the dairy industry. I mean, or is just a byproduct of the dairy industry. Whey is typically digested and keeps your blood uh, amino acid levels higher. Or your sorry, blood uh, like the yeah the level of amino acids in your blood stay elevated um, for uh, less time than uh, for whey than they do for casein. Casein is typically four or five hours after consumption they're still elevated, uh, but whey is only about ninety minutes. Even though that's like realistically not that big a deal. Um, it like I think the I think the supplement industry pushes it as if one is like some sort of like race car speed protein to like get into your muscles and stuff, and then the other one just takes ages. Um, I don't know if the distance the difference is that significant. Yeah, I don't know of any study that's looked specifically at different ones, but most of them are just like if your protein if you take enough throughout the day, you are fine. <laughs> it's kind of like. As long as your sources, especially 
um, are pretty varied. That's the other one is I would always recommend to try and get all your protein from food. Yeah, I think I think this is the thing is that people like because because there was all that original stuff about amino acids in the blood. Amino acids are what proteins are made of, by the way. If we're if we're talking about it, you can also get amino acid supplements. However, if you are taking a protein supplement that has all the amino acids in it anyway, and is probably going to be cheaper, so yes, don't buy BCAAs. Um, that's another one to avoid. Don't buy it. There's no point. Um, just take a protein supplement. Uh, there's a specific case for if you are vegan and don't want the extra calories of an entire protein supplement, but because you are vegan and vegan protein sources are incomplete, meaning they don't, like, each source does not have all essential amino acids, whereas with dairy and meat they do, or I think it's just with meat, maybe not dairy. Um... Some amino acids are essential, some are non-essential. Essential is the stuff you cannot, like, you, you have to eat. You cannot get it any other way. That's why it's called essential. Um, a couple of them in particular are very, or more important for building muscle than others. So it's important to have them all. If you're a vegan, you can still get plenty of protein in your diet. However, you have to have a much more varied source of protein. Like, you can't just chug two protein shakes a day. Well, number one, because they're not vegan. But, like, even the vegan ones... <laughs> Even the vegan ones, yeah. you probably shouldn't be doing that. You should have a wide variety of protein intake just to make sure you cover all your bases of amino acids. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think the the stuff on how your blood uh, level amino acids are elevated is a little misleading in that I think people have inferred that one of them gets into you quicker by any significant means. In like, if you drink whey, it's like mainlining sugar, like for carbohydrates. Like the protein is just instantly there and like instantly repairing stuff. And casein isn't just because it has, it keeps your blood aminos elevated longer. I actually don't think the difference in how quickly it gets into you is that big a deal. And I also don't think the speed at which it's digested makes any difference to your ability to build muscle at all. Like, because that whole concept of, like, the, the post-workout window, your anabolic window, fam. Like, as if you need some sort of specific fucking trend balloon double glazing. Like, the, the anabolic window thing is, like, it's not a thing. Like, if you don't hit a protein shake 30 minutes after your workout, your workout isn't wasted and you're never building any muscle. It's just, like, eat within a couple of hours of working out and you're probably fine. Yeah. Like, just don't go for a very extended period at any point really without any protein that's kind of the name of the game is you're just kind of keeping a fairly high level of protein at regular intervals throughout the day so that there are always bricks around to be building with yeah but uh yeah i feel like people have lent on that like oh my god bro you can't be taking casein throughout the day it's too slow you're like ah, i don't think it is i think it's fine <laughs> like it's, it's probably it's probably fine like it, it, you could make the argument for carbohydrates which we'll get onto in the next one like you're not going to be like mid bike race trying to chow down some porridge mid ride oh my god because unsurprisingly that would not very that would not feel very good it'd be difficult to organize and also almost certainly come back up yeah but yeah with the case of carbohydrates very different which we'll get onto in the next episode is there anything more we want to cover on protein i think we've kind of hit some big things um nope I don't think 
Cool. All right. We shall catch you all in the next episode. All right.